Hello, lovely people. Welcome to Insights with Akosia, and I am your host, Akosia. in John chapter 6 verses 3 the Holy Spirit gives life the flesh counts for nothing the words I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life on this podcast our aim is to enable you gain a better understanding appreciate and live the word of God in this 21st century God bless you for joining us enjoy today's episode Welcome again to Insights, and this is your host, Akusia Bema. Now, on this episode, we're going to talk about Women's Day, all women. We're going to talk about women's movement, feminism, women playing a role in Christianity, the church. Talk about women in politics, socioeconomical things that are affecting women, and all things about women. Now, on this episode, I have with me here a very special lady. Her name is Julia Ameyelba. She's a third year dental surgery student of Kenya School of Medicine and Dentistry. She also is a writer and a feminist. Now, we're going to start with what is feminism? Please, Ms. Ba, tell us what is feminism. So as um, Akosia already introduced me, I'm Julia and I'm a feminist. So um, fundamentally, feminism is the social, economic, and political equality of the sexes. So um, that's the um, that's the basic definition. And feminism as a movement has gone through several waves and phases. From first wave feminism, second wave feminism, third wave feminism. And at the moment, um, different people have their different definitions of what feminism is to them, with the basic foundation being the social, political, and economic equality of the sexes. So um, in this era, the phase is usually referred to as intersectional feminism. That's um, feminism that takes into consideration and is open to everyone, black women, white women, Muslims, Christians, religious women, um, from all social classes. So that's feminism and that's intersectional feminism. So if I can hear you clearly, there are lots of ways that people side themselves with feminism, a lot of meaning of feminism and as you stated clearly, intersectional feminism, which I never knew, by the way, even though I follow feminism a lot. Many people will say that you can't be a feminist and also be a Christian because other people, um, our feminists say that Christianity is a lot of, is a very, is a, is very patriarchal. And I don't. I also might think that it's also patriarchal in a way, because the woman's role is kind of not really 
out there. What for you? Do you really side with this notion that you can't be a feminist and also be a Christian at the same time? Oh, um, I don't side with that notion, but I understand the notion. As you already said, um, Christianity has a lot of patriarchal beliefs. That makes it difficult for women. Um, beliefs that are sometimes used to oppress women in um, Christian religious spaces. But at the same time, Christianity also has values, values such as love, compassion, that make that is supposed to be the core value of every Christian. That's supposed to make us see each other as equals in Christ. And um, for many Christian feminists, they believe that Jesus is a feminist because of how Jesus treated women in the Bible, because of how Jesus saw women. Most of them use the the um the story of Jesus and the adulterous woman as an example of that, which I agree. And one thing that is important for all feminists to note is that we can't make difference. We can't make a change in um, spaces that we don't have access to. We can't infiltrate change. Um, we can't infiltrate spaces and make the spaces better if we are not in those spaces. If we don't know what is happening in those face um, in those spaces, that's what makes feminism in the feminists in the church important because as you already said um there are a lot of things in the church that don't reflect equality and it shouldn't be so in this era it shouldn't be so because not only does equality help everyone equality also brings development there are um, there are statistics that show how equality benefits people in any space so if there's equality in the church it will actually help for the church to go because all hands are on deck and everybody puts in what they can put in without any hindrance so yeah so feminists in the church are very important and should be considered by every everybody because um, we see what's going on there and we all know that majority of people in the church are actually women. When you go to church programs, church activities, you see that the number of women and the number of men are not the same. Women in the church are more than men. So how do we help the women in the church if there are no feminists there to help? So I think um, you can actually be a Christian and be a feminist, even though some people refer to it as an oxymoron. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what I've been told, because many people say that you can't let a woman lead in the church. It's not possible. It's in the Bible. And if you're a Christian and you go by the Bible, how could you say that you are a feminist? If you're looking for equal spaces, if you are trying to, um, I don't know, let everybody get a chance to lead. And for me, it's, it kind of makes me, I don't know, I, 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 I thought about it one time, I was like, I have an identity crisis because, so if I want to do something in the church, if so meaning that I could never do it because I'm a woman, okay, then so I should just stand back or stand by, <laughs> stand by, stand by. So that's what I, I think. And people use it a lot. 
like even in marriages like women should submit and all that but they tend to forget that men should also men should also love their wives like how the church um, Christ loved the church but they, they say that you can't love someone like how Christ loved the church but they tend to forget that so you expect women to submit to you very well but you can't love the woman like how Christ loved the church how is that possible so from I don't know like what do you think about these two things I talked about like the leading aspects the marriage aspect and all yeah as um see as like how civilizations have changed with time I think so should everything about women not leading in the church it's the number of people the number of women who used to lead the church in the 1900s has really really increased because now you see lady pastors you see women being reverend ministers so even though I think right now at the moment um, the church is quite open to the idea of women leading the church even though they are are still some notions about yeah about they not taking um a, a great a great a major role in the church about submission um most most people say that um the apostle paul was misogynist the apostle paul was sexist because of his some of his opinions about um women how women should behave in the church how women should dress divorced women yeah stuff like that so for most people they take um they take some things in the bible with a pinch of salt they don't really go by the bible and even though they go by they they actually um agree with the major um things in the bible they don't really consider everything because also when we are reading the bible when we are analyzing um religious texts we should take into consideration the times the times that those texts were written um for for the bible and for other religious texts they were written in like um a long time ago where um people's the culture of the society that they were in was different and as we all know no matter who you are um your culture your your beliefs as a person can really influence your opinions can really influence um how you view things how you talk about things and i think that's also influenced some of the opinions in the bible um it also influenced how the apostles yeah how they were like because when you look in the old testament there are lots of things that we don't do these days there are lots of things that um people consider to be outmoded even though it was in the old testament and if we see something that is inside that they used to practice that today um it's it can't we can't practice and it can't yield the a great resource for us and i think we shouldn't go with it yeah so and submission has been used to oppress women it has been twisted in such a way that um it has been used to hinder women so even though most people know submission to be like yeah giving the person respect and stuff for most people submission means difference to them submission means um worshiping them submission means keeping quiet and 
um, keeping quiet and mute even when um, they are being hurt because they are supposed to submit. So when um, the topic about submission comes up, I understand if people don't really consider submission to be a thing. I, I talked with a Christian brother, um, I think it was a year ago, but the conversation is still in my mind. It was He was explaining submission and everything. And uh, I think it was in Ephesians 6 at the latter part or something. I don't know the exact verse, but it was part of the the things Paul said, Ephesians 6. Yeah. Um, so he talked about how first, before Paul talked about submission in marriage, he talked about how everybody should submit to God. So sub, how everybody should submit to God and talked about how women should submit to their husbands and husbands should love their wives. So I think the greatest submission that we can do is to God because if you if you consider submission and you want to submit to a human, even though you may see it to be different, somebody else, if you propagate submission as something that must be done um, and not consider the bad, the negative repercussions that submission has on most people's lives, um, it won't it won't really augur well for all of us because let's let's be honest, it has been used it has been twisted to suit a lot of men's negative actions. So for some people, the word submission really brings bad memories. A lot of them, some people, yeah, for me. So like, yeah, some people will use submission, like, and they will explain it to you in such a manner that you think that it is slavery, it's not submission. And they're okay with it because they'll tell you that you, you can't be a feminist and be a Christian at the same time. And I always, I thought at one time I having a discussion that when they say that women should not lead the church, for me, my context, I, for me, I actually had a conversation, actually listened to a sermon one time and was about that women at that time were not educated. Even people who were not educated were not allowed to even preach. Like if you take the, if you take, yeah, they were not, they were not considered. If you take even the disciples of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ came for all. As you said, but many people say Jesus is like a feminist because the way he treated women and the way he, he like, he took up women to be even later on there were even women part of the disciples so for me it's like everybody's trying to explain the context of the bible to their perspective to suit them and someone was like so right now you're trying to say that we should go by the time so right now he's trying to say that because now we are many people are ex- doing homosexuality in an exposed way should we actually take in homosexuality? Should we take it in? Because that's what some people use as an excuse that if we can't take homosexuality in, why are we supposed to allow women to do this? Because at the end of the day, the Bible says so, and that's it. We're supposed to go with what the Bible says, and that's it. Yeah, about yeah about that. See about the about homosexuality and the church. 
What I know is that for most people and according to our, the Bible, the Bible that we use now, the um, homosexuality is considered as a sin. In the Bible, in our present day Bible, homosexuality is considered as a sin and adultery is considered as a sin. A lot of things are considered as sins. So for most people, homosexuality shouldn't be a part of the church. We shouldn't allow them in. But when we when we talk about these things, when we talk about how we don't approve of people's lifestyles, you can't you can't force somebody to approve of somebody else's lifestyle. But you can as Christians we can actually not approve of somebody's lifestyle and still respect the person and still um, consider the person as a human being, even though you don't approve, because there are lots of people, there are, there are people who are not Christians, there are people who live um, sinful lives that we don't approve of their lifestyle, but we don't show hate towards them. So what I've, what I've read, what I've listened to when it comes to homosexuality in the church is that um, most Christians are seen to be homophobic. They are seen to perpetuate hate crimes against homosexuals. And that is the big issue here because you can choose not to approve of somebody's lifestyle, but don't make life don't make life hell for that person because we, we you can't you can't actually let everybody in you can't be you can't approve of everybody you can't be friends with everybody but you can show everybody the respect that the person has the, the demands as a human being so that's that's the issue that's the issue that's the issue that is up these days we can actually choose to disapprove and still show them respect because sometimes you see what people do to people for being homosexuals sometimes the things that they do are inhumane it's it's sometimes it's really sad but if if you do this if if you treat a homosexual but if you perpetuate violence against them aren't you actually going against your beliefs aren't you actually going against your religious beliefs because god has jesus hasn't god hasn't made any of us his his assistants his um his commanders on earth we are not we can't be judged jury and executioner mm-hmm. i'm not saying they shouldn't judge i'm saying they shouldn't um they shouldn't hate, they shouldn't perpetuate violence against them. Yeah. Because they, they don't care about us, they don't care about church and those things. All they always talk about is the hate crimes. So why can't we just let them be without being violent towards them? That's that's my point of view. Because not only there are lots of sinners that we don't go around beating, we don't go around killing because of their sins. So why should this one be any different? Yeah. Normally, I don't want to go off topic, but they will say that according to the Bible that homosexuality is an abomination. But when it's talking about homosexuality here, my point was like people are saying that like we can't accept the feminism you guys are talking about because we can't accept homosexuals because if we say that we're going by the day of how things are then we can't accept homosexuals that that they use it to defend that we are bringing feminism into the church 
And it's very sad for me when I listen, when I hear that. I feel that um, you just have to find a way for it to benefit you, like to, for it to benefit you. Yeah. Um. Uh-huh. About the the issue of women not being paid well, not being recognized in the professional field. Um. When um, sexism is a systemic issue, it has infiltrated all our spaces. It has infiltrated, of course, the church. It has infiltrated um, the the economic space, the academic space. Even um, there's this recent um, discovery about how um, I think Japan medical a medical school, the top medical school in Japan, they used to lower the grades of women applying so that there would be only 30% of women admitted because they wanted, they they had this perception that men would be more excellent doctors than women and men deserved the chance to be doctors and not be pulled down by anything. So they used to do that till recently. I think, I don't know when they stopped but when they stopped and then they started admitting the women who actually qualified in the first place um what was realized or that was that the women were actually doing well but because of their perception they actually hindered a lot of women and that's all it comes down to perception beliefs beliefs of the gatekeepers of the major facets of our society their beliefs has have affected us um, badly they are when you go to the political spaces their opinions what they think about women it has really brought women down even when um, people are hiring when people are hiring they want they want men some people want men because they have yeah yeah they have yeah they have a perception that a woman wouldn't do the job or a woman would be would be limited and stuff and it has really affected us that's how come the pay gap is really that wide. That's how come women aren't at the top of the ladder and more men are because of our perception and because um, sexism is a systemic issue and so wherever that you are, there would be a way that you'd be affected by it so long as you are born female and that's what's really sad. So you see what you talk about the Japan thing lowering the scores. I remember that when I was in KNUSC there was admission form that um, when I was applying the woman's uh, if a female you're considered with they reduce your grades and for me some people will be like this is not fair why are the feminism people coming they should also tell them that they should talk about this that they are lowering they are making the girls grades so maybe they'll take more girls and all that and I get them and I want to say this these spaces that they wanted to increase more ladies inside is because many girls don't want to be inside. So even if they have the grace for it, because that's upper that side of um, occupation is something that doesn't interest them. Like engineering, for example. 
me personally, I don't like engineering, you know, because I don't think I'm incapable of being an engineer. But many people feel like we don't have a lot of women, so they reduce this course to gain more attraction for more ladies to come into engineering. For me, I don't think reducing the grades for women to get would be will help a lot in the long run. That's what they thought. Temporarily, it can help. The main route is a society. The training of the mindset of the child from the beginning that you can go into any field that you want to. Train of the girl child. Basically. But well, what do I have to say? Let's just talk about the politics of the day. As you were saying, politics. So if you don't have a lot of women in politics, who will talk about our problems that are sentenced? Or who will create opportunities that we to get this on? In just politics. But if you don't get more female CEOs, more female anything. Me, when, when, when there, there's a conversation about affirmative action in education, women being um, the grades of women, the cutoff point for women being lowered so that more women can actually pursue their course. The first thing that I think about is how fair it is. I think about it. So I'm also created to be a lesser human being in such a way like, for you to say such things, for you to talk to me in that kind of manner, it means that, yeah, some people are trying to make it like, I respect women, but they will say all this kind of stuff, but they still say, I respect women. My friend, you don't. You think of me this way in manner. You see me like this way in manner. You say you respect me, but you don't. You're being so juvenistic. Chauvinistic, sorry. You're showing that you're superior to me in all ways and all manner and all that. And they'll come and tell you that, say whatever, you're just saying whatever you want to say. When you get to times of marriage, you calm down. I'm like, okay, okay, thank you very much. But my opinion is my opinion. I didn't know feminism when I was a child. I knew that there was a word called feminism. But there was one thing I knew of that I just wanted to my potential, wherever I wanted to, whatever space that I wanted to go into and do it, I could do it. And there was one person that I always, not one person, one person, not person, but God, that I depended on, my esteem as my father, my everything. But when you talk about Christianity, listen, I feel like, so what am I? Am I even, why did I, like, I just feel like you're demeaning us so less. We're not human beings. <laughs> or what? <laughs> but they will say they will say all that, and then they'll come and tell you that they respect women. They don't do men anything, and all that, and that's what they will say. So, further, let's go on further. So I, as I so another conversation that I had is that socioeconomic, the intersectional, intersectional one they're talking about, intersectional feminism, whereby politically, socioeconomically, we're fighting for women, especially, especially black women. We are black women. We are African women. We are paid way less than white men. Even we are paid way less than black men. 
I'll have the same qualifications as you are, same experiences, but I will still be payless. Why? I just, it, I don't get it. I may be hard working than the, my new counterparts. And I tell you, women, if they really focus on something and they are multitasking, they can do it. But we're always deemed that we're incapable before we even give us the opportunity to do it. And when we behave, right now it's like I'm, I'm, I'm taking control of the conversation. I know you come inside. I just want to finish. <laughs> when we behave like, um, I don't know how to say, when we're strict, because me, I'm going to be strict. Like when we're having this, um, how do I say, when, we're, when we plan to have this conversation, you postponed it. Actually, I got annoyed, but I was like, it's fine. I needed, I, I need you to be, yeah, because, and when it was 11, I asked you that, I begged you that, I'm sorry that I couldn't finish eating, because I'm focused on doing this podcast, I give my time to do it, whatever I put myself to, I'm going to do it, and that's not mean that because I'm a woman, I'm less of, I have worked hard for this, I need to end what I have worked hard for. And whatever position you put me to, I'm going to do it. Whether I have kids, I'm married, whatever, I'm going to do it. And some people act so ignorant that they think that they don't even know the pay system is working because the truth is you will not change a system that benefits you personally. So um, what would you say? Now we, this being also we're in an independent section, women taking our spaces politically, and we solving our mentality and everything and all that. Because I will say that we have to also educate our mothers and women who are going to also be mothers that the opportunities we're not able to get, you shouldn't rid of your child to also what not get it. We have to also educate people. Fathers also should encourage your daughters that it's not a sin to be a girl. It's not that you are, I don't know, a kiss or something. And you should know that you can go for it. And you shouldn't tell the child that she cannot, she can never be too successful than the man. Equality statistically enables us to develop and anybody who wants to seek the world's development should actually join this fair. So as my mother said, everybody can be a feminist, whether male or a woman, everybody should be a feminist. Because it's, it's not collective insurance to be a feminist. Sorry. <laughs> I read a post on Instagram the other time about a man who said that for him, he thought when he got married that his job was to just provide. So every time when he comes, he sits in his home, then the wife will do everything, take care of the child. And the wife also has the small business she does along with it. Later on, she got to say the wife was not able to be doing certain things. The woman has developed high blood pressure. And I'm telling you, I know a lot of women who have high blood pressure at a very young age. And <laughs> when I say this, people are like, you're just too being into your emotions, but it is painful. So later on, when the man got to know of this, he started helping the wife. You know, he didn't, he, he's a good man, but in his mind, he thought that he has done all he needs to do. But you married this woman. 
You people are developing a family together. You support each other. She will support you. You will support her. That is what is supposed to be done. But do you get the mentality? Yeah. I, I also I also read that post. I actually sent it to my family group <laughs> and we had I had a discussion with my mom um, yesterday about it. Yeah. So um basically what's whatever that happens in the house, children pick it up. And that, that thing, that story, the problem I had with it was that um he didn't have to wait for the, the woman to get that sick for him to realize it. I mean I mean you live with her, you 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 are with her every day. You you love her, you are supposed to love her. So how come you are not able to see that she's stressed out? And that's that's the issue. Even if the person is thoughtful, even if the person um loves you and all that when it comes to certain internalized um, opinions certain internalized perceptions sometimes they take their first seat in the person's mind so even though the person loves you the person respects you if the person isn't aware of the fact that you are also supposed to be treated equally as a human being and yeah the the person's first that opinion that that internalized opinion would would affect the person's relations with you because it's something that the person has learned and doesn't know that he should unlearn. So that's 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 what I I that's what people people told me about the story when when I was talking about how the man didn't didn't have to wait for it to get bad. People told me that the man's perception had blinded him. And it's a major problem. Yeah, it has. Because from what you were saying, he looks like he's a very good man. But it's just what is inside his head. He thought he has done his part already. But your wife is dying. <laughs> May I always say this. When I marry you, just don't think that I'll be able to do all this. <laughs> if you don't help me. Me, I will die. I'll, me, I'll stress because I can easily stress. Yeah. And I think we should give you a final words about. No, it's not about men or anything. It's about we women. I'll tell the truth. A lot of women are the people who are fighting against feminism because we're a lot. <laughs> Many women. So when I say that women should come out and work hard work and find their own spaces, they say that, I mean, I'm okay. I don't want to do that. And I'm like, okay, fine. If you don't want to, that's your choice. But it doesn't mean that you shouldn't bring me down when I'm trying to do that for myself. Because I understand people choose to be who they are. I won't come against someone who has chosen if I get married and I'm working. If you're a housewife, I don't have a problem with it. But when I'm working, don't come and bring your mouth into it. Because I've not come to bring my mouth into your decision. For sure. Yeah, this, this issue, this morning, I was very sad because um, non, non-religious feminists were actually... God, the way they were blasting Christian feminists, religious feminists and stuff. But the thing is, you might not have my belief. I might not have your belief. 
but there's one belief that we have in common that's the social political and economic quality of the sexes and to me that should supersede what you think even if you think i'm not doing something right you can talk about that, that but gatekeeping feminism so that other people don't get access to it if it is not made accessible how will how will feminism become a mainstream thing yeah so for other women yeah bringing feminism down when it comes to it's it's when it comes to making choices choice feminism the the idea that women have the the choice to choose whether they want to be they want to be um independent or they want to be dependent on a man that's it's usually referred to as choice feminism some are against it some are not against it but what what i have realized and what i want people to know is that we shouldn't mistaking a personal belief for a public belief we shouldn't mistaking a personal interest for a public interest if your mother if your mother found it important to stay at home found it important to attend to chores to take the load on herself that's that that was her choice that was that was what she saw to be important at the moment it's it becomes a problem when when we when we assign certain rules that are not supposed to be gendered to be to other gen, to genders for example when it comes to cooking when it comes to cooking cooking is a basic life skill cooking is not supposed to be a gender rule so when when you see that when you when a woman cooks the woman is me i see it and i want people to see it like the woman is cooking because the woman wants to the woman is not cooking because women are the only ones supposed to be doing the cooking when it comes to um looking after babies as chimamanda said um the only thing about looking after babies that is gendered is breastfeeding breastfeeding because men don't have breasts and can't breastfeed so that is a woman's job that's a woman's role in a child a baby's life in a child's life but when it comes to things like bathing and making sure that the child is fed it's supposed to be a collective thing when we make it a gender thing it becomes an issue when that that particular person is not able to fulfill their duty same same comes with financial yeah financial obligations um what i know is that yeah when it comes to financial obligations giving out money and stuff that isn't supposed to be gendered because um at this moment what i know is that when somebody controls your finances the person can control your life you become if you are financially dependent you can't be to, you can't be fully independent and money is seen as a big thing so if you always rely rely on a man for something if you always rely on a man you can't you, you can't sometimes you can't really have a say but that also means that we have to also accept women who choose to rely on a man but we shouldn't see it as that's what it's supposed to be yeah that's what i have to say about Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yes. So personally, for what you said about the financial thing, I was having that mentality growing up. And even though, yeah, like your money, the man's money is our money 
my money is my money. It's not supposed to be that way. And as we all grow up, we have to unlearn certain things and learn certain things. So I encourage, sorry, sorry, I encourage all my listeners. Thank you very much for listening. And that your opinions will, so you can comment and say all what they want to say. But the truth is, I'm a woman. I just want my voice to be heard. I just want my space. I just want to be in spaces that I want to go into. Don't hinder me. Don't make me feel like I'm less of. But just make me feel that I'm important. Just like how I make you feel that you're important. That is it. Treat me like a human. That's like what Jesus Christ said. Love your neighbor after yourself. So if you love yourself and you want you to be so much high, why don't you love me also like that? Thank you very much, Julia, for joining me on this episode. Thank you so much. And have a good mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So have a good day to you listeners. Bye. And men who their wives have chosen to be housewives to them should know that for someone to give up something just for you is not easy. Because me giving up something I really wanted to do for you, not for you, but to stay home because you asked me to, is not easy. Women should come together in solidarity to move forward, not against us. Because that's the truth.